This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm thrilled to welcome Drew Dick. Drew is an editor at Moody Publishers, and he's also written several books himself, including a fantastic and fantastically practical and readable book on self-control called Your Future Self Will Thank You. I highly recommend this book. Drew and his wife, Grace, live in Vancouver, Washington, and they have three kids all under the age of 10. Drew, I've been looking forward to this, and it's great to have you on the podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Great. I am too. So tell me what verse you have for us today. All right. Well, this is a pretty well-known one. So, so people may recognize this, but this is from Galatians 5. And I'm cheating a bit because I'm going for a verse and a half. <laughs> Galatians 5, 22, and a little bit of 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. So Drew, this verse is right in the middle of Galatians, right in the middle of Paul's discussion here with this church. Why don't you set some of the background, some of the context, and bring us up to speed on these verses? That's right. Yeah, Galatians, man, it's it's a wild book because he's got some, uh, how would you put this, tough love for the Galatians. Yeah. Um, but this is in the context of chapter five, where he's talking about the freedom of the Christian. Uh, and so that's that's the context. And before this, I should add that right before this, he he enumerates, he can lists out the works of the flesh that are sort of the opposites hmm. of the work of the spirit. And so he's like, hey, listen, this is how you used to behave. You used to be involved in all these, these sinful activities, sexual immorality, promiscuity, idolatry, uh, sorcery, even hatred, strife. And, but now the fruit of the spirit is different. And so that's, that, that's kind of what comes right before that sort of provides a contrast to what he's talking about it means to be a Christian. So these are the character qualities, the fruit that God's spirit works in us. And that is in contrast to the way we are when we just kind of live our own way, the, the works of the flesh, you said. So I'm going to read it again. This is Galatians 5, 22 and 23. I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. God's word says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. So one of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. And you wrote a whole book about self-control. In fact, I had to restrain myself from reading it more than once. So <laughs> practice self-control. <laughs> I know your book was so effective. I only had to read it once. But help me understand what is Paul saying here about these fruit and maybe self-control in particular? Yeah, no, great question. And it is interesting because I think the first thing, and you alluded to it already, is that these are the these are fruit of the spirit. These aren't things that we just merely generate in our own lives. Um, and that's important. And I think it's it's important to note that Paul is using a metaphor here. He's kind of saying, hey, just like a plant or a tree needs to be connected to the soil in order to bear fruit, 
So we have to be connected to God, to God's spirit, if we want to see this fruit grow in our lives, right? So when we are connected to God and he's working in us, again, not something we drum up or generate or just by our sheer willpower or inner goodness right. that we can exhibit this fruit of the spirit, but God produces it in our lives. And this is what it looks like when he does that. And then self-control is kind of, it seems like an, a, a bit of an odd one on this list, right? Because self-control, it's like something I control my own behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and generally when we hear self-control, we think of uh, something that's all up to us. Uh, and, but I think this is a good, a good lesson here because obviously it's a fruit of the spirit. So it's something that God has to produce in our lives. At the same time, you know, in, in a subsequent verse, in the, in the next verse, it talks about, you know, we need to keep step with God's spirit. So there is a role for us to play. We cooperate with God's spirit in order to see this fruit uh, grow and develop in our lives. So if you were explaining this to your three kids and you're trying to explain like what cooperation with the spirit looks like, how would you explain that to them? You're driving in the car and they say, dad, what do you mean cooperation with the spirit? What do you say? I'd say it means stop hitting your sister. <laughs> That's exactly That's, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's important to bottom line this for adults and kids. But I think, you know, it it basically means not looking out for yourself first. Hmm. That's a big part of this, I think, right? Because when when you're doing all these things, when you're being loving and joyful and peaceful and patient and kind and good and faithful and you're self-controlled, it means that you're going to get along with people easier. And when Paul's writing this to the church, um, uh, to the Galatians, he's he, part of, I think he has an eye towards saying, hey, listen, these are the kind of things you need to do and have in your life if you want to get along with each other, if you don't want to be constantly fighting. And so I think this is actually perfect for a family mm-hmm. and for kids in particular to, you know, not think, okay, listen, I'm going to take the, the best candy or um, I'm, I'm not going to share my toys or I'm, you know, I'm going to make sure that I get to watch the show that I want to watch rather than what my brother or sister wants to watch. Right. So if you, if you take this seriously and, and you think, you know what, God, what kind of things do you want to do in my life? How should I behave differently mm-hmm. uh, than maybe some of my friends and other people that I see? Mm-hmm. This is a great list to go. Okay. This is a checklist. Let's see how I'm doing. Uh, if I'm cooperating with God's spirit. That's good. So I want to ask how this verse has been meaningful in your life. I'm right now reading a biography of a British pastor named John Stott. And in his life, this is a verse that he prayed basically every morning, like before he got out of bed. So I don't imagine that you're praying this verse, you know, every single day of your life. uh, But I know God has used it in your life. How's this been meaningful to you? Yeah, great question. I didn't know that about John Stott. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's no surprise because when you, if, if you know anything about his life, he just, he, he, he totally lived these things. And that's awesome. Um, yeah. And for me, and I gotta be honest, like when I was thinking about this, okay, is this my favorite verse? I don't know if it's my favorite verse. It's certainly one of my favorites, but it's also one that makes me a little uncomfortable because I look at that list and I go, is that how I'm living? Is that how people would describe me? Right. (laughs) It's a little convicting. It makes you a little uncomfortable. Um, and so I think that's actually a good thing though, because it's it's kind of a a reference point that you come back to over and over again and go God is this what I'm seeing develop in my life and if not um, you know how can you how can you change that in me and I think of how different our world is and what it prioritizes you know it, when you do a resume for a job or you're you know listing what you're good at you you put things like okay I'm I'm competent I'm confident I have this skill and that skill I've done this and that it's so different from this list, right? Mm. <laughs> that, that kind of talks about, 
your your inner uh, qualities that put others first rather than going I'm the best. Um, and so for me, it's it's a real challenge as I you know, and and it's good to to try to get ahead and and to get accomplishments and stuff. But ultimately, this is what God cares about. This is the kind of character and quality God wants to see in your life. Are there any missteps that you'd want to warn us about, like as we're thinking about this verse and asking the Lord to help us grow this fruit of the Spirit in our lives? What do we need to be careful about? I think the biggest thing, because we're such a performance-oriented culture, Hmm. is to think that we can do this all by ourselves, that we can just white knuckle it. and, And, you know, by my own determination, I am going to achieve all of these states of being and right. they're not really, they're virtues, but they're also just kind of states of being, love, mm-hmm. joy, peace, peace. right? Yeah. Um, these things are impossible apart from God's empowerment. Hmm. In fact, the whole Christian life is, right? Like you read the Sermon on the Mount, my goodness, can you love your enemies? That doesn't come naturally. You know, <laughs> can you, no. all these things are so hard and, and they're impossible to do by your own power. So that's where you really need to be connected to God. And what does that look like practically? It means talking to God really simply. And yet we so often neglect that just in being in regular prayer, being in God's word, right? Mm -hmm. So we know what God wants us to do. And so his words getting inside our lives and without doing those kinds of things, and it's going to church, it's being with other believers, Mm -hmm. all of these things enable us to cooperate with God's spirit, to produce these characteristics in our lives, rather than just trying to do it all by ourselves. Well, let's ask him to help us with that right now. Drew, it's been wonderful to have you on the podcast. I'm so glad you could make the time. Could you just ask the Lord to fill us with the spirit and cause his fruit to ripen in our lives? Absolutely. Dear Lord, thank you for this opportunity to dive into your word just very briefly and look at this important passage. Lord, I thank you for the freedom that we have as believers that Galatians talks about. And as another verse puts it, it is for freedom that you've set us free and that you have delivered us from the works of the flesh, that we don't have to be like that anymore. We don't have to fight and bicker and be selfish and destructive in our lives. You've shown us a better way. And Lord, I pray for, for me, for Champ, for everyone listening, that we, we would surrender to you. We'd say, God, I want to live the way you want me to live. Please grow in my life these fruit of the Spirit. Help me to be patient, to be joyful, loving, peace-filled, kind, good, faithful, gentle, and to be self-controlled. And in the end, Lord, we won't stand up on the top of the mountain and say, we did it all ourselves. (laughs) Aren't we awesome? We'll look back to you and we'll say, thank you for producing this in my life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.